Hi, everyone, and welcome to Heels in the Courtroom. This is Liz, and this is going to be a bit of an unusual recording because I'm by myself right now, and I'm going to speak to something that is outside of our usual topics. On March 16th in Atlanta, Georgia, a man went into three separate Asian-owned spas and killed eight people, six of whom are women of Asian descent. While law enforcement has not announced that this was a hate crime, the AAPI community can't help but recognize that these murders occurred after a year of increased racial-based violence against Asian Americans. The data shows that there has been about a 150% increase in hate crimes since the start of the pandemic, and that's just what's reported. In the two weeks since the Atlanta shooting, two other stories of hate crimes have made national headlines. One out of San Francisco, where a man attacked an 83-year-old Vietnamese man before then attacking a 76-year-old Chinese woman, and another out of New York, where a man attacked a 65-year-old Filipino woman. All of this hits very close to home for me. For those of you who know me in real life, you know that my mom, her name is Insook, is Korean. I was born near Seoul and lived there until I was three. My middle name, which my grandfather, my Harabaji, gave me is Soshim. I'm told it means clear mind. And my grandmother, my Harmony, gave me her family name of Han so that I could have a full Korean name, Han Soshim. All of this is to say that although I am an American citizen and I grew up here, I am wildly proud of my Korean heritage. So seeing these stories about people being attacked, stabbed, beaten, harassed, because they are Asian, has really worn on me in the last year. And I think an important response by Asian Americans, in particular Asian American women, who are 68% of the victims of reported hate crimes, is to speak out and to use our voices to defend ourselves and bring awareness for our community. And this podcast and its community of listeners provides me such an incredible platform to use my voice. And I really appreciate my firm and my fellow co-hosts, Amy, Erica, Mary, Elizabeth, and Megan, on their support of me during this time. So using this platform to speak on my almost 27 years in this country, I can genuinely say that this is the first time in my life where I have felt really afraid for my family, my Asian friends, and myself, frankly. Of course, I have experienced racism in the past. People telling me to go back to where I came from, the occasional slur, but it was something I could brush off. But right now, I am not too proud to admit this. I'm scared. I recently had to tell my mom that I didn't want her to leave the house and that if she did, that she should cover up so that hopefully someone from a distance can't tell that she's Asian, which is something I never thought I would ever have to say to her. But something that I have to mention in this conversation about hate crimes is privilege, because I am so personally privileged. I am an attorney. I can speak English well. I am loud and I can stand up for myself, and more often than not, someone will notice and someone will listen. This privilege does not immunize me from hate, but it certainly provides me a level of protection that many Asian Americans do not have. And when we look at who seems to be targeted, including those in Atlanta, it frequently is less affluent Asian Americans, those working in service industries, immigrants, both documented and undocumented, our elderly and sex workers, who receive the brunt of the abuse and the hate, but are often not given a voice. 
So when we talk about this surge of hate crimes against the AAPI community, we have to keep in mind that these are often a convergence of hate rooted in race, gender, and class. So this is obviously a huge and terrible problem. And my lawyer brain tells me that I need to come up with a solution. I'm a lawyer. I problem solve. That is what I do. But I don't know what the solution to this problem is. As someone who belongs to two ethnic groups, I can only offer my thoughts to each. To my AAPI community, especially women, I urge you to use your voices. Speak up for yourselves and for others around you, particularly for those who are not heard. The advice of older generations, that if we just keep our heads down and work hard, we'll be okay, was wishful thinking. We can't afford to stay silent any longer for our community and for marginalized communities like ours. To my fellow white people who want to be allies, what can we do? Of course, we should continue to analyze our own privileges and work towards correcting our blind spots. We should listen to our friends of color when they speak on their experiences. However, if we are really to become anti-racist allies, then the most important thing we can do as individuals is hold each other accountable for our words and actions. Hate is not an all or nothing emotion. It exists on a spectrum. And when we allow behavior or comments that denigrate Asian people or any marginalized group of people, even if you try to pass it off as just a joke, that allows them to become dehumanized. And when we start to dehumanize people, we make them disposable and we enable their destruction. And I know sometimes it can be uncomfortable confronting people and holding them accountable for their words and actions, especially when they are people we like and people we love. But that accountability coming from you means so much more. It will have a larger impact on the actor or speaker. So if you really want to be an ally to people of color, it is not enough to just say, well, I'm not racist. I'd never commit a hate crime. You have to actively work to change the beliefs and stereotypes around you that allow racism and hate to exist and to grow, even when it makes you uncomfortable. If you've made it this far, I want to say thank you for listening to me. And I want to conclude by saying the names and ages of the victims in Atlanta. Park Soon Chung, 74. Hyung Jung Grant, 51. Kim Sun Cha, 69. Yu Yong A, 63. Delania Ashley Yan, 33. Paul Andre Michaels, 54. Xiao Jie Tan, 49. Dao Yo Feng, 44.